0: Good morning. They're the one that got away. I know a lot. A lot of my um, past podcasts have been, you know, very personal. I've opened up a lot, um, and so I wanted to. I wanted to just get something off of my chest um here and you know this is for my this is for ladies and men. I mean not for nothing. We all suffer through something. We've all been through something. We've all had that one person that we have wanted more than anything in this world and we can't have them. Um so I know I've touched so much on a lot of things and everything so uh, A friend of mine came down on Friday and wanted to hang out, you know, and everything. And, you know, prior to him coming down, you know, we talked a little bit over the phone. And he's like, in no way shape are you to bring up the unmentionable. (laughs) So, I'm like, okay, fine. You know, he told me I should stay off of men, you know. And I think a lot of that does, too, is I think that he we've always been friends but there was a portion that he wanted more for me and i was already in a a situation one that you know i think he helped with me fight let me rephrase that he would tell me things or say things that i would fight with the other person about you know, he would put that mistrust in me and put that doubt in my head. Um, but we still have remained friends. So he came down on, um, Saturday and we hung out, you know, and everything and stuff. And, um, it was, it was fun. You know, we had a, we had a good time and I completely forgot where I was going with this, (laughs) but, um, um, okay. Well, I have no clue where I was going with that because I went off on something else. But in any event, um, he came down and we had a really good time. And it was nice, you know, and stuff. And um, we talked, you know. But, of course, I couldn't bring up the unmentionable. But prior to him coming down, we had had a long conversation. I remember now. In the conversation, (laughs) um, I was telling him that, you know, I hadn't really opened my heart and my mind to anyone in years. And he's like, you know, trying to debate me on what that means. And I said, well, I mean, yes, I have had sexual relationships. And I wouldn't even call them relationships. I, I would just call it, you know, I fucked, you know, I GTF with a couple guys here and there, but that was it. You know, when it was done, it was, thank you, have a nice life you know kind of moments and he was like well then that means you've been open to more and I said no that doesn't mean that I said so let me explain to you what my terms of opening up means if I meet a guy and I talk to you and we decide we're gonna fuck and that's what it is then we're gonna fuck and that's what it is you go your way I go my way and that's it when I'm open for more It doesn't even start off on a let's fuck kind of thing it's on a getting to know you who you are as a person you know do we share interest you know let's hang out let's go on a date you know and sometimes yeah that can lead to sex and then you know sometimes that leads to nothing and sometimes it can lead to more for me I've never given a lot of guys that opportunity with me um I know I've talked a lot about, or not a lot about, but touched on moments of when my husband and I, you know, dated and and everything like that. So, to set the record straight, I am still technically legally married to him. Um, We have, when we moved to, um, moved from Jersey to North Carolina, we separated six months after moving. We tried to... Um, work it out here and there, but it just didn't work, so eventually I um, just, you know, it was like I forgot about him almost until like um, a year, year and a half later, and then we tried again, and then I, he left, and I was so heartbroken because I thought we were going to work it out, and then a couple months later, I got really sick, he wanted to come back, So he came back and took care of me. And at that time, I had just gotten out of the hospital and stuff. So he was there. And um, in any event, to make a long story short, it ended up that I got pregnant with our son. And he left, you know. And after Tristan was born, um, I don't know. I just, I became a mom. You know, I wanted to see that little face every day and wanted to, you know, rise and shine with, with that little boy. And, you know, I really got into the role of being a mom, excuse me. I don't know why my voice is like going out, but I got used to being that and I started to go back to school you know, and everything and stuff, and was trying to, you know, just, you know, be a mom, be in that role, be, you know, um, the person he looked up to, and I got to spend a good bit of time with him his until he was about two, and I went back to work, so, you know, and I never really, I don't know, I never really thought about it, you know, I had one guy that I had been talking to. And, you know, I cared a lot for him. And then Aaron came back, and he got very upset with me. And that was the last time I had, you know, I think had had sex. And that was, Tristan was still just a baby at that point. And I knew then that Aaron and I could never be anything more than parents to our child. Um... Knowing that he could leave us, not even us, just leave his son and not be there and not want to, you know, provide for him even as much as loving him. So he left and that was it. You know, I got, I wouldn't say I got complacent, but I took my responsibility, my role even more serious at that point, because I didn't want my son to have this, you know, disconnection where I'm always working, you know, he doesn't have a dad. So, you know, like I mentioned, I spent, you know, a good, almost, excuse me, two years with him before I decided to finally go back to work. And I did. And it was nice because he went to school, he went to preschool, and my job was down the street, so I would get off, pick Tristan up, you know, go home, do, home, you know, uh, not do homework with him, just too little homework, but cook dinner and, you know, and everything like stuff, and we had a a good rotation, and then coming up into a year of my job, um, I was pretty dead set on moving at the time back to Jersey. Um, Tristan was still really young, you know, he wasn't even two. And I had had my first vacation. I went home, you know, and stuff. And, you know, I knew that he was missing, you know, a good uh, time of being around his family. So we never moved. So, of course, I ended up going into different roles and finding different jobs, you know, and stuff and everything. And then finally, I think when Tristan was two, maybe, something like that, um, yeah, two, I think, uh, going on three, his dad transferred his job and moved back down to North Carolina and he stayed for about almost two years before he left again and we moved to uh we moved again and we moved out of state so as you can see in that time frame there was there was guys that I was talking to that I knew but there was no guys that I was physical with or open to relationships with or anything like that when we moved, I had decided at that point when I moved that I wanted to date, that I wanted to selfishly, you know, I mean, it is what it is, <clears throat> have some, somebody for me. Um, and, I, I, and then things went left. So I am going to be very candid this morning with you guys as much as I can. If I cry, I'm I'm sorry. Um so bear with me. Um I started seeing a counselor again because I've just been, whew, you know, head's messed up, heart's messed up. Mine is just blown right now, but <coughs> excuse me. I um started seeing a counselor again and there's nothing there's no shame in that you know when life gets too much you know our instinct sometimes is to result to you know for me crying depression just down and out and um it's a battle and it is certainly a battle that I'm not winning right now so, um, why do you know? So, the question that my friend and I were talking about, you know, and the thing he brought up, and I really thought about that this weekend. You know, I really, really wanted to think, well, why? Why do I stay away from men? So, just so everybody is, we're all on the same page, so you guys know, I have not technically had a relationship since my husband and I split in 2006. Um, I haven't had anyone. I've had f- guys that have been friends that have stuck around-ish. And when I say stuck around-ish, this is somebody that, like um, one one of my friends, um, we've never met physically. We've never really talked on the phone. We've, um, have Skyped here and there. Um, and that's, you know, have been the gist of that, that particular you know, relationship, and I always, you know, we're not, we don't talk now, you know, and we haven't talked in a while, um, but I always will support him. He's a, he's an upcoming rapper, you know, and um, I support him. You know what I mean? He's dope. He's, you know, been on back when the Source magazine was out. He was on it, you know, and stuff. He's a great person. Um, just not the person for me. But he's still a great guy, ish. <laughs> but um, but anywho, so fast forwarding. Um, so those are the type of people that have stuck around, just people that, guys that I've never really met. So it's hard to really, you know, connect ish, you know, you can connect with someone. Yes. But you know, when it comes down to it, it is what it is. It's a, you know, you go your way, I go my way. And that's the, that's it. But, um, but so anywho, so I really started to kind of really think about it and kind of Understand, I guess in a way, for me, why I've always stayed away from guys. And I've always been like this. Always have. Don't get me wrong, I've had crushes. I've had guys that I've liked and stuff. But I never really dated in high school. Um, I've never really had a boyfriend. My first boyfriend wasn't until I was in my junior year, yeah, junior year of high school, and that was toward the very end of my junior year, and that only lasted a short time, very short time, um, his dad sent him away, sent him to go live back with his mother, and we never, we talked maybe once or twice after he left, and, um, that was the end of it, I... Got really sick that summer, and ended up in the hospital. The beginning of my senior year, and by the time I got out of the hospital, and um, was strong enough to want to go back to school, um, the school year was you know, you know, full on in swing, and um, I you I wasn't able to really return. I mean, I could have, but because I'd already missed so much school, I would have had to repeat my senior year. So I decided to just drop out at that point. And, um, my mom was dating this guy and he had brought his niece over one day and we met and we clicked and we became, you know, friends really fast and she was like, I wanna introduce you to someone and I'm like, Oh god I'm like, I don't I don't date, like I'm I'm not that girl, like I don't I don't do I don't you know I don't date, I don't socialize like that. Like I have a lot of guys that I've been best friends with that I've grown up with that I would prefer a male friendship to a female because females are catty ass bitches and I have a few token girlfriends, um that are not like that but for the overall thing I tend not to retain friendships with women as much as men I gravitate toward men um where women I just don't want to deal with the the drama and all that stuff so when she mentioned about you know introducing me I was like uh so we talked on the phone and that. I just, like, rolled my eyes, and I was like, girl, bye, so um, I introduced her to my best friend um, at the time, and him and her hit it off and started dating, so we all went out one night, and she decided to bring her cousin that she's been trying to hook me up with, and <laughs> I remember this tall, linky Guy with braids in his hair sticking out like coolio, and he kind of looked a little like ludicrous, and it was so funny. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember we, you know, we talked a little bit and stuff, and we went to a friend of my house that was supposed to have a party, but then it got canceled, and it was a big mess, and we ended up over at uh. This diner that used to be, I don't know if it is now, but it used to be late night, 24 hours. So we ended up, all of us ended up there, and it was like a big click of us. And he came home with me that night. And I'll never forget, we talked all night long. He didn't touch me inappropriately. He didn't do anything like that. You know, we didn't kiss. We didn't do anything. We literally talked. And it was the first time that I was able to open up to someone. Sorry. It was the first time that I could show me. Show the broken me. When I wrote a broken doll and i'm still working on that men i don't know and and i'm and i wish that i could get feedback from you guys but i always think it's easier for men and i don't think men are as broken sometimes as women but for women we are broken some of us are are broken some have been broken beyond re- repair you know who are in institutions, um, on medicine, you know, um, I'm broken to a point and people are like, well, fix what's broken. There are things you just cannot fix. Think of a vase. Think of a vase hitting the the floor and, and breaking. It's broken now. No matter how much crazy glue you use, no matter how many years it sits, Lopsided on your table, it has mended, you've glued it together, but it is never fully fixed. That is me. There are parts of me that I have mended, and there are parts of me that is still mending, and there are just parts of me that I don't know if I can ever mend because I am 37 years old, I'll be 38 in December. And there are parts that I want to heal, but I don't think that they can. Sorry. Give me just a second. So I know you guys are always like, well, why do you say you're broken? What is is broken? Here's the thing. When I was born, when I came into this world, I came in with the love of one person, my mother. My father never really wanted much to do with us. Even when he lived close, we would go to his home on the weekends. 90% of the time, we were with his wife and her daughters. And I had an anger in me that I couldn't relinquish and I would fight because it helped. I remember a boy that lived next door to my dad. And um, for whatever reason, I would jump that fence and I would beat him up and jump back and be playing with my Barbie dolls like I did nothing wrong until they come knocking on the door. Your daughter done did it again. I don't know why. I just... I was angry and, you know, there was so much going on in my life at that age that it's sad. You know, at that age, I was two, two going on three, I guess. And I've seen my dad shoot up being taken to other women's homes when he would get stuck with us. Um, you know and then so that was happening in my little life and those are things that you cannot unsee even at that age I didn't understand it I couldn't you know I couldn't understand it and I couldn't for the love of me wrap my head around it you know because I was so little And being exposed to stuff that I shouldn't be exposed to from my father, you know, I remember the parties that he would throw in his basement. And I remember them getting high and the music and the smoke. And I remember going down and and dancing and, you know, my dad, like, look at my little girl, look at my daughter, look at her go, you know, and but again, you never truly register those moments until you're you can understand those and those moments didn't come till I was older you know and then apart from that things happened to my sister and I that shaped my little life and my sisters um my sister and I've never had a close relationship we've never been bosom buddies um never we've never I mean, we've gotten along, I mean, but we've never been close, I guess. Um, we've never bonded and forged that relationship, that sibling bond that I've always wanted with her. And when I started getting sick and me and in and out of the hospital, I was alone. my mom didn't check on me, I would drive myself. She would call, but she wouldn't come by. And I remember so many times laying in those hospital beds, wishing God would take me home. I would cry and beg. to not wake up because I wasn't loved and I know my mom loved me you know I'm I'm definitely going to take that away from her and I know she worked but it would have been nice if she had come by the hospital and held my hand and she doesn't remember that she doesn't Get that. I've had four blood transfusions that I went through alone until Aaron came into my life. And he would come to the hospital and visit with me. My mom would bring him up sometimes. But he would steal money from me. And then when Aaron and I, you know, would break up or whatever. You know, he would have other girls and he would sleep with other girls. And I never looked at another man, honestly. I was 17 when I met him. 17 years old. And at 17, he shaped, he helped shape the woman who I am today. He had the ability to direct me. So when we split, I had trust well when we split I didn't know who I was I didn't date you know from 17 to 25 26 years old almost 10 years I didn't know the one, who the who this woman was and I had a really good friend of mine, and we would go out, we would party, and I just thought, fuck it, I'll just live life, and I did, you know, I would go out and drink and fuck if I wanted to, or didn't, I spent a lot of time not, but every now and then I would, until I had Tristan, and when I had Tristan, I became a mom. I just stepped into a different role. And that was hard because, I mean, that was easy. It wasn't hard. It was easy to step into that role because it was something I had always wanted. Aaron and I have always wanted children, but we never had them. So when Tristan came along, I was ecstatic. I was happy. And being his mother was the most amazing thing in my life. I call him my little god said child, my little blessed child, because God blessed me with that amazing little boy. And I stepped into that role. So when you go from being with someone for so long, you don't... And then I just decided to say fuck it, and I had that nigga mentality, you know, so I partied and went out and fucked when I wanted to and didn't when I didn't you know and stuff I didn't build relationships I didn't take that time to find myself and develop who I wanted to be as a woman so when you don't do that and then you have another role you step into you become put to the back you put yourself to the back burner you know what I mean so you get into a routine work take care of your kid you know, work, take care of your kid, work, take care of your kid, you know what I mean, and stuff, and you don't take care of you, you know what I mean, um, I didn't see my friends, like, I literally fell off the face of the earth, um, I remember running to into an, a girlfriend of mine that I used to hang with real thick, um, she was part of a biker club, uh, and it was all sisters, which I loved, empowerment, like a mother, and um, we... I remember talking to her years later because I found her number. And she was like, girl, what happened to you? Like, one day you're here and the next you were gone. Like, you changed your number. Like, there was no way to contact you. Like, what the hell has happened in your life? Like, where have you been? And I remember telling her, "I I have a child. You know, I'm a mom. And she's like, oh my God, what? You know, and she's like, well, I've adopted a child. It was, excuse me, a long conversation. And I sat back after that and I went, wow, I really dropped off the grid. You know, even with my best friend, you know, she told me herself, you know, she's like, after you had Tristan, It was like there was no room in your life for anything else. No friends, guys, dating, going out, just having fun, you know. And I had gained weight again, so I was about mm, 270, 280, right in there. Um, And I wasn't, again, I wasn't thinking about that. So when I had met one guy that we would Skype and, and stuff like that, you know, I would rather have a long distance or internet relationship than a real one I was scared of a real one so when I moved this not this last time before when we left North Carolina I was determined to find to date but here's the here's the problem you find that resolve that you're like okay this is what I'm going to do this is what I want to do but then in essence I still haven't found me. I still haven't found the woman I want to be or who I'm choosing to be. And that's crazy because, you know, when you look at it, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have this type of relationship. I'm going to do this. You know, I I want this. And then you're hoping that's what you get. But... (laughs) Life never happens that way. Life never happens the way we plan it out. If you're one of those people that you plan your life out and it literally gets executed to that, congratulations. Please send me a memo, uh, a how-to, and let me know how you've accomplished that. Because I literally can plan my whole life and one thing can take me literally off track. One thing. Um... So when I moved, I had that resolve that this is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to selfishly find something for me, a person to be around, a person to enjoy time with, to laugh with, to have a good time. And the problem with that is, is that there are parts of me that I never healed. So when we moved, now mind you, I have not been physical with my ex-husband in years, years, or someone's getting ready to turn, what, five? I think, yeah, five. Um, and um, I hadn't been physical with anybody to be, you know, at all, going on five years. And he knows my past. He knows what happened to me as a little girl. And then he tried to do that to me, to force himself on me. And that broke something even further inside me. And instead of really taking the time, because it took me a good month to really um, Stop crying. <laughs> For one, it took me a while to stop crying. Um I I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I couldn't even I I couldn't I didn't like myself. And at that time I met Al, we'll call him Al. And when I met Al, um At first, I wasn't into it, and then I started talking to him, and you know, and then we met and stuff. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for him at that time because I was already dealing with what had happened to me from someone I've trusted since I was 17, who I've told my, my secrets to, who knew me, who knew what I've been through. You know, here's the thing. We millenniums are so fucking sensitive to certain things that we want to, we're not as tough as we used to be as I think when when I was growing up. And then with that being said, there was things that I allowed that I didn't realize and take them for what they were. After what happened to me when I was younger, and we're not going to get into that, I'm, I'm willing to be very candid, but some things I want to hold close to my heart. So, but I'm sure you guys can read between lines. <laughs> um, but as I was growing up, um, I developed faster than the other girls. So, you know, by second and third grade, I had little boobies. I wasn't a big girl, I was a little girl, but I still had boobies. And the boys at school would walk behind you so that they could rub their body parts on the girls' butt. And I remember the boys used to do that to me. So they would walk behind me. So that their private, you know, their penis, whatever, would be on my ass. And that started happening around third. Then intensified by fourth grade. By fourth grade, I had a little boyfriend. little little Um, He's the first guy to ask me to have sex with him. And he told me that he had condoms. And I was like, oh, wow, my aunt has one of those. Because when he said condoms, I'm thinking condominiums. I knew nothing about sex. Never talked about it with my mom. Never. I didn't. Don't laugh at me. Ha, ha, ha. But in fourth grade, I didn't know what sex was. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what two people did. You know, when when sex stuff would come on the TV... My mom would be like, close your eyes. Or she'd make us get up and leave the room. We, so, you know, I didn't have exposure to it. Um, but I knew it was something I wasn't ready for. So when I didn't go that to his house that weekend after, you know, he had asked and I said yes, because I thought that, you know, that's what I was supposed to do, he broke up with me. And, um you know, it was what it was, but, um, you know, I wasn't ready for something that he wanted, and I, in fourth grade, didn't understand what it was, so I remember after that, you know, the guy still did the same thing, and then one of the boys, while we were sitting in the lunchroom one day, put his hand between my legs, um, um, you know, on my pussy. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? And they were laughing and they thought it was funny. But I realized that those were sexual harassments now. So men have always treated me as more of a sex toy and never wanted to really take the time to get to know me. Oh, she's got big titties, she's got a fat ass. I'm about the fuck. that's what they did well when I would let them and if I didn't they would be out they would disappear and I'd be like why don't you just get to know me I'm a dope-ass person and they didn't and I think that's part of the reason I stayed away from men as long as I did because I was looked upon as it didn't matter how big I was it didn't matter you know, all they saw was big-ass titties and a fat-ass and and a pussy that ain't, don't get fucked like that. So, in their mind, it was golden. But what they didn't realize is that, you know, every time, you know, I would allow a guy to at least even smash, I was shattering myself. Because I wasn't getting anything, any, anything back in return. I never even came. (laughs) So when I met Al, I didn't take that time to really process what had happened to me, you know, a a month or a few weeks or two months, whatever how long it was to that. Before I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to make him want me. And, um... It didn't last. It didn't last. And I was crying. Like, why don't you want me? You know, and you know, and stuff. And then I went back home. I went to North Carolina. And that was it. I had stopped talking to him at that point. I went a whole month. And when I came, I wasn't gone a month. <laughs> I stopped talking to him for a month. I went to North Carolina for like a few days and came back home. But it was enough to make me strong again, I think, and even more so strong enough to walk away. During the time that me and him were just friends and he was like, I don't want a relationship right now and stuff and everything and and this, this and this, I had met another guy, but I wasn't giving him the time that he wanted. So, you know, he kind of stopped texting me. So, um, after I found out about Al and that during the, during the time that we hadn't been speaking, and even more so the last, the day that we last saw, which was Valentine's Day, the last time we had actually talked, I found that he had smashed his baby mom, which wasn't a surprise to me. But then they're like, they're together and this, this, and this. I was like, oh wow, okay, well, okay, party on, you know, and stuff. So instead of, again, taking time to process and just, get to know me and enjoy being single and stuff and just working on myself I met him and this is where my life gets flipped upside down I met D and I had already so he was the guy that I was texting after Alex and I wasn't going to work together and we didn't have a full relationship our relationship literally lasted like two days seriously um before we just I don't know what we were doing wasting each other's time really um but we were never officially together together we did say we were a boyfriend and girlfriend and then that ended literally a couple days later I don't know how to be in a relationship I've only been in a relationship with one person for so many amount of years and within that relationship we were off and on off and on and so I guess for me that's how I figured relationships were but the one thing I will say is that I know how to work with that relationship and I know how to I don't give up I don't just be like oh well I'm done this is over this is a wrap I don't do that I still consistently try to stay with that person and even more so work it out if we can today's millennium people are so easy to walk away from people it's like, well you know what you fucked up you did this bye instead of confronting it let's talking about it and fixing it it's easier to just let it go so anywho um so he was the one that I had been speaking to and talking to but then things didn't you know then he got upset or not upset but just stopped texting me like this chick ain't really into it so I was going through my text messages, and I discovered his, and I decided to text them, <laughs> And he changed my life in a good way and in a bad way. I wasn't ready for him. I wasn't ready for what he wanted. I was already harboring so many feelings from what happened to me still months ago, almost a year ago. Just ending things with Alex, like official, not friends, not nothing, you know. And I still didn't take that time to get to know me, to find myself. So here I am now. Now, mind you, this is 12 years, 10, 12 years without anybody, anybody. No dating, you know, no relationship. And that since Aaron and I split in 2006. There was nobody. So now here I am with no experience with relationship, no experience with really men. Here I am (laughs) wanting to try to have a relationship with someone again. Knowing I wasn't ready. Knowing I was fully, truly broken. And had not taken the time to really understand what happened to me from a person that I trusted the most. With D, it was different. We talked. I texted him, and he was like, "Hey, he was so excited." And we talked, and we talked, and we talked, and we texted, and we talked, and we text And it was the first time, apart from Aaron, that I really had someone wanting to get to know me but he was getting to know a false me and when I say that you're like well how is that a false you because I didn't know who I was and I fell for him I knew the moment we met when we finally were alone and we were in the hotel room I knew that he was going to hurt me I knew it I knew it from day one, but he already had me wide open. He had, he didn't even know it, and we—I fell for him that that night. He was so ten, tender and gentle and kind, and. All I wanted to do was throw myself at him and wrap around him like my favorite blanket. And then we spent months, but we didn't. I was too scared. And then he said something that I took the way I wanted to take it and hear it the way I wanted to hear it and got very upset with him. So when he dropped me off at my house that morning, I well, I wanted to stay with him longer, but what he said hurt me and I wanted to leave. I was like, you can take me home now. And I made him get up and take my ass home. I was pissed. And then I, instead of talking to him about it and saying, hey, you know, what you said in the hotel room kind of bothered me, Instead, I told him to never hit my phone again. And that hurt him. And then I apologized, and I thought we were okay, but we weren't. And after that, I just stopped texting him and thought about him every day and thought about him every day. And finally, I hit him once or twice. And then, I guess... The middle of summer, close to August, I hit him, and he was like, "When are you gonna let me smash again?" And you know, and I was like, "Well, you know, I can't do anything with, you know, without emotions." And he's like, "Fine, you know, let's let's do this with emotions and stuff." And again, I wasn't ready for him at that time. I had already started talking to somebody else, and here I am telling him, "Yeah, we'll talk with emotions." But I knew he was talking to other women. I'm not stupid. I was talking to somebody else. And I, after us, for whatever reason, never, ever, every time we tried to meet up, it never happened. And I was just sick of it. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Like, and I told him, I was like, you know, before I had texted you and we started, you know, saying we were gonna talk and everything, I had already met someone else. And I want to be honest with you, and I think I want to see what's up with them. And he was like, okay. So I left him again. And we still stay friends. Like we, I would still talk to him and text him, you know, and stuff. But here I am with someone else, but I'm in love with him. So we just, I don't know, we kept dealing with each other talking and texting and I knew he was with other people and you know and everything and stuff and then we you know but we were never officially together but we never left each other alone either and then a year later a year a year to the date that we met like physically met which was in March and we had we hadn't talked in like a good month month and a half two months and I hit his line and he was so happy to hear from me. And I was like, we were talking on the phone, I was like, oh my God, you sound so happy. He's like, I am, you know, and stuff. And he was so happy to hear from me. And um, we talked and, but I was already, again, already talking to someone and they wanted me to enter into a relationship with them. But I hadn't even met him. He lived in Philly, and for whatever reason, every time I'm like, oh, I'll come to you, oh, I'll do this, he was like, he can't, he hurt his back. You know, there's always a reason why he couldn't meet. And, I mean, we would, you know, we would go through, like, I don't know, Tango or whatever app, and we would video chat. So he wasn't, you know, like a, uh, what do you call it, a catfish. But anyway, so... to make a long story short when march rolled around and stuff i wanted his help to find a car and i knew that he was selling cars and stuff you know so i knew that he could help me and in any event i turned around and when i did he already knew that i had kind of sent my boyfriend or whatever at the time when i had came and drove over to where he lived to go look at cars but the connection we had was crazy. It's like, I cannot not be around him. Like his, our energy has always been crazy and stuff. And I remember him saying, he's like, I don't want to have sex. And I'm like, what, that, like, what are you talking about? Like I have somebody, I can't be sleeping with you anyway. But I could not not be here near him. And he wanted me to stay, and I wanted to stay. But in the end, I got in my car and I left, and I was so hurt because I wanted him to stay and tell me because we talked about me staying because all I wanted to do was just curl up in his arms. But in the end, we made an decision that I was going home and we had text off and on as I was driving home. And he's like, yo, why you act like that when you left? Why you ain't giving me a hug and kiss? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, and stuff. Um, so things changed after that. It felt like we were in a relationship, but then we had gotten into it. Because I was like, I knew you were going to Atlanta. You weren't going for your son. You're going for some bitch. And then that's when he was like, you know what? You're cut. You're done. This is over. We're a wrap. And everything. And then he calls me. We're talking on the phone. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm straightening my hair. Why are you straightening your hair? Because I'm going the fuck out. Click. He hung up on me. So that whole night, as I'm out with my friend, I'm crying. I'm trying to get in touch with him. He's like, yo, you out with your friend. Enjoy your time. You know, why you keep hitting my lines and stuff? So we started talking again after that. So when he went to um, Atlanta and everything, we were still talking and stuff. So then he hit my phone and was like, you know, him and his brother got into a really bad fight and stuff. And he had gotten hurt really bad. And instead of being there for him, I walked away, and I blocked him. So, fast forward, we beefed after that, and then we just, he blocked me, and I spent most of the summer begging for him to be back in my life. Begging. I would text him from other numbers. I didn't even realize how crazy I was being. I couldn't let him go. But he let me go. He moved on multiple times, multiple women. And then in August we started, of last year, we started talking again, not like that, just, hey, how you doing? But he said, we can never be the same. Fair enough. So after that, um, I don't know, I just, no other guy has caught my attention mentally. Every guy wanted sex and I wasn't willing to give him that. So, I don't know. It's crazy because for my birthday, we had went and I had gotten a tattoo and he was with me. So when my birthday rolled around the following year, I couldn't, I'm home doing dishes on my birthday, by the way. I was home cleaning. I had no plans to go out or do anything. And in that time, I started to grow. I got my first place by myself without my mom, because that's what I wanted, and she had a hard time with that, but me not so much, I was happy, I was excited, I was starting to stand on my own two feet, and I wanted him to see that, I wanted him to see my growth. but he wasn't there I thought that no matter what we would always have our friendship that he would care about me and always be there like he always has but things changed he saw me in a different light a light that I can't change think that I can't change I want I want to I want to change how he sees me. I want him to see me, but he won't. He has shut me out and shut me off and pushed me away. And it hurts. It's easy for him because he's always looking, always searching. And him and I have always made plans of having a house in the country and I could have my horses and him his dirt bike. And, and so, what's the point of an hour long conversation of why I'm telling you guys all this? Because of this people change. And when, and sometimes where, where they've changed, we haven't. And over time, he's changed. He's not the same person I met almost two and a half, almost three years ago. He's had a baby. He's had a life. One that I hadn't been part of. And I've changed, but I've changed, I haven't changed enough for me, I haven't found me, and when I moved to my new place, just myself and my son, you know, my mom comes back after a month, now she's living with me, and I'm sleeping in my son's bed, this isn't the life I want, I want a life of my own, I love my mother, but I want my mom to have her space and me have mine. I don't want her to be dependent on me. The only one should be dependent on me is my son. I love having my mom near me, but not living with me, not with me. I feel like I have outgrown that, and I have in a year, I've had my own place. So having her with me makes me feel a certain way. And it's sad because I hate feeling that way. But she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand it. She doesn't get the concept of what I'm feeling or what I got going on in my head. So where he's changed and grew and moved on, I haven't. And I've been trying to hold on to him so tight that I lost him altogether. And that means I'm one of those people... If I tell you I love you, trust me, I'm going to love you forever. We could go decades without talking. And if you ever hit me up, I'm always going to be there. I'm going to say this. He's done things to me, shitty things to me. But I've done things too and I've pushed him away what he's needed me the most and he moved on switched up and changed where I've stayed the same and kept holding on to him so my, my point is this learn to know when to let go learn to know when to hold on if you have a special guy or girl in your life that you truly care about, if you're doing shit wrong, fix it. Man and woman up. And change. Don't change for them, change for you. And if it's not working, then stop. Let it go. Because at the end of the day, if you keep holding on... It's going to backfire. It's going to blow up in your face. I know that. And the one person in this world that I didn't want to lose that I care This is part two because the first part ended. But the people that you care about, the people that you love, know that sometimes what we do that we internalize could hurt them. If you are broken, I know that there is not anything in this world that's going to fix us. But we have to mend us. We have to mend who we are so that we function properly. And not just for spurts. Not just for moments, but for a good bit. In any event, this one's a shorter one. Stay positive. Stay true to yourself and love yourself among anything. Love yourself. That's all I got for y'all. I know this one was long and we had to do two parts. But I will continue to do my podcast um, and I'll bring you other stuff, more poems, more funny stuff because we got to get into my crazy kid um, but for now, this is me trying to heal me. Take care of each other, love each other, one love.